You're listening to season three of the Achieve With Me podcast. I am your host, Rachel Gilfrin, and I'll be spending the next few minutes chatting to you about what achieving, winning, and success mean to you. As a confidence and career coach, I am a huge believer that success is strongly linked to having a positive mindset. My mission is to empower ambitious women like you to gain the confidence to smash your goals and keep progressing in your career. In this series, I will be sharing some really valuable tips and techniques to help you get ahead in your career. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Hello, my ambitious ladies, and welcome back to a brand new year. Welcome to 2022. I hope you've all had the most amazing and restful time over Christmas and New Year. As you may have noticed, or not, I enjoyed a little break myself. I had a good two weeks off, and I definitely feel all the more energised about returning to work at the beginning of this week. In fact, I was so excited to get back to work at the beginning of this week. I even worked on Monday at Bank Holiday, which is just unheard of in the past. But I just thought, no, fresh start, new week let's go. So all going well my end. Now today's episode is all about a phrase that you may or may not have heard of before in sort of the work or career background and that is under promising and over delivering. Now I don't know about you but I found in the lead up to Christmas so many people were beginning to feel really burnt out and under pressure, and just really ready to switch off, I suppose. And when we feel like this, we can often find ourselves beginning to sort of overcomplicate some tasks that we do at work, or maybe some duties that we have that normally we'd be fine with, but we just feel as though we don't have the mental bandwidth to stop and think about it ourselves. Can anybody relate to that? Or maybe it's not necessarily something that's happened to you, but you could have noticed somebody in your team starting to ask a lot more questions about pretty basic stuff that they've evidenced before that they know about. The more we have on our plates, the more difficult it is to juggle. I'm sure that goes without saying. And what can often happen is that we fall into a trap of agreeing to certain projects or deadlines that in an ordinary scenario we'd comfortably achieve. Now, this is actually what happened to a client of mine towards the end of last year, which really inspired the topic for this podcast episode, actually. Now, within our corporate roles or office roles or, or whatever you want to call it, we tend to have some level which is varying depending on organisation, but some level of autonomy over how we spend our time in a day. So what I mean by this is, even though, of course, we have, you know, certain deadlines and certain workloads, which time we decide to do which thing tends to be our decision. So how we plan our time to get that end result is usually based on a combination of our current bandwidth, how much we've got on, um, our support network, so if you've got a team that you can delegate certain elements to, and what level of priority our task is. Now, this usually has a direct correlation with who's asked you to do the task. So we tend to kind of 
be more minded to prioritize tasks that have come from a more senior level, right? The challenge tends to come when we embrace our people-pleasing tendencies. Now, some of you might be thinking, I'm not a people-pleaser. But let me ask you this, when was the last time you set a hard boundary with work and actually said no? Anyway, I digress. When we embrace our people-pleasing tendencies, we can often take on a little bit too much. Now, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you may recall me sharing a moment from my own corporate career when I was feeling really overwhelmed and had been working late, feeling really stressed, all the rest of it. Now, what happened during this time is I blamed the pressure from my work. I blamed my boss. I blamed the unrealistic targets. What I didn't blame was my inability to set boundaries. And rather than hoping and praying I could somehow get it done, I just hadn't been realistic with myself. Now, when this happens, you can end up in a situation which is termed over-promising and under-delivering. You may have heard of that one. Because we've all been there, haven't we, when we may have just hit the deadline, But deep down, we know the quality of work maybe isn't where we'd have liked it to be. Or we commit to the deadline, but we just cannot fulfill it. Why do we keep doing it? You know, why why don't we just say no? Well, we want to make our customer or our manager, depending on your role, we want to make them happy. We don't want them to see us as incapable. And because of this, we can be tempted to take a gamble and overpromise, just hoping that it'll pay off in the end. And for me, I'm I'm pleased to say that I have made some improvement in this direction, but I used to be so afraid of giving bad news. I would give the best scenario that I dared, <laughs> literally the best case scenario that I dared to give them, and I would pray and pray that I could make it work. But the result of this was a constant buildup of stress and sleepless nights that were A, let's be honest, self-inflicted, and B, avoidable. But I was so sure I was doing the right thing. I'd cite things in my mind like, the customer's always right, and I'd start praising myself when I managed to get up at 5am to meet the deadline that I'd set myself in the 11th hour. It's just not healthy behavior, but when you're so deep in that zone and you're trying your best to fulfill all of your promises, you genuinely believe that you're doing the right thing because otherwise there's no justification for the behavior that you're putting into that, if that makes sense. Now, what I began to realize, upon reflection, hindsight is a great thing, I began to realize that Actually, the inverse phrase, under-promising and over-delivering, is actually a much more positive outlook to work from. Now, if you've not heard of this phrase before, this is basically where you hold back slightly on your commitment to your customer or, or manager or whoever it is. So at a basic level, to give an example, if you were sending a parcel to a customer and they wanted it as soon as possible, don't we all? We all expect everything next day minimum now, don't we? Well, let's say they wanted it as soon as possible. You might think to yourself, 
I can't guarantee it's going to be ready for then, but I will try my absolute best. But what you'd actually say might be, currently our standard lead time is two to three working days, just due to our in-house manufacturing process. We will do our best to expedite this. But then, if it was done in time, you'd send it on expedited delivery, and you might include a freebie or a personalised thank you note. You're effectively doing more here than you said you would do, rather than less. Now, some of you listening might be a bit cynical, and there are some disadvantages to under-promising and over-delivery, of course. And we need to be aware of these disadvantages so that we can understand when is an appropriate time to work to either outlook. So before we go any further, let's unpick this a little bit and look at some of the disadvantages behind using this method. So firstly, if you're always pretty conservative with timelines, this could be a deal breaker for some customers. So if you imagine you're speaking to a brand new customer and you say something like, oh yeah, it's two to three days lead time, it might feel like to them that it isn't in line with their expectations or they could know there and then that they can actually get a more efficient service elsewhere. Now, of course, even in your mind, you plan to over-deliver in the end, of course you do, but they don't know that. So that's something to really bear in mind, not to be too conservative with your timescales because it could lose you a customer. Secondly, to continue on this line of, of the customer, they may feel as though you're giving them a one-size-fits-all solution. So what this could mean to them is they feel like they're not getting the best service. So in the example I gave earlier with the parcel, what we're saying is our standard lead time, when we describe it, our standard lead time. Now what customer hears is I'm standard, I'm getting the same service as everybody else. Now this might sound crazy, but everybody wants to feel special, don't we? Nobody wants to hear, okay, that's the same service that I'm going to get offered as everyone else. And thirdly, if this is an ongoing customer, so you've obviously worked with them before, it's not their first order with you. If this is an ongoing customer and you say three days, but deliver it in one most times, then this becomes their new expectation. So even though you have actually over-delivered, Customers' expectations have been that it will be sooner. So let's say you deliver it in two days. You've still over-delivered because you said three, but they've had it in one before. And this is going to spark disappointment. You don't want it to become their new expectation just because you've tried to go over and above before. So there's three disadvantages of using this method but I really want to talk now about some of the benefits to this some of the advantages of really looking at what this might drive if you do under promise and over deliver so firstly giving yourself a bit of a buffer helps you to navigate any external circumstances that you aren't in control of sure you know you're keen to commit to the customer up front But don't forget, you are also at the mercy of things like technology. (laughs) You know, think of internet issues, software failures, um, 
we said technology, I mean, a printer failure. If you can't print a label to ship your box out, you can't go. Um, other people in your team, you know, somebody who you rely upon to do a really crucial part of that journey might be off sick. There's a lot of that at the moment. So there's always going to be external circumstances that try as you may, you're not in control of. Under-promising builds in a buffer for the unknown so that if something does happen that could have delayed things you'll be thanking yourself later when you're still right on schedule now secondly when you give a realistic promise or commitment you are showing that you are experienced and not naive enough to think that you can sort everything within your own time scales now when i think back to my own career the amount of favours I've had to pull in running around at the last minute, quite frankly, is embarrassing. But what we need to consider here is how this affects our external perception within the business. So I talk so much about, you know, how our external perceptions to others within our organisation are something that we don't often consider as much as we should do. People will begin to think that you are disorganized if you're always the one there saying, oh, please, you know, I made this commitment to the customer. Or they might think that you just don't take things seriously, which annoyingly in this situation is actually the exact opposite of what your intention is. You're trying to really help the customer and give them what they want to hear. But in turn, everybody just thinks that you're a bit naive and that you don't know what you're doing. Thirdly, The most obvious benefit, of course, is the customer's reaction when you do over-deliver. So the initial vague disappointment that they may have had at the beginning is vanished, and it's replaced with a warm, fuzzy feeling. It worked out better. And don't forget, if you deal with business customers, so, you know, um, a customer that works within an organisation that you're servicing as a whole... The likelihood is that they have passed on your promise or your timescale to somebody else, maybe their own boss. And because they've now delivered it quicker, they may now be looked at more favourably as well, which is a win-win. So I guess the main purpose of this podcast is to share that whilst we aren't always in control of our deadlines and, and workloads, If we keep just blindly agreeing to everything, we will end up not only letting our customers or managers down, but we start to begin to doubt our own abilities. So every time we default on our promise, we're telling our subconscious mind that. So when we start to look at things that we want to achieve in our personal lives, because we're used to defaulting on promises, the trust in ourselves, our inner trust can become diminished. I am so passionate about building confidence for women and I know that sometimes a moment of discomfort or bravery can set you on the best path for personal fulfillment. We have got to start setting realistic expectations to other people. Now you may fear initial disappointment But I can honestly say that the positive contribution this has towards your personal integrity, so that inner trust, throughout your career is worth it. We're not just talking about today, we're talking about how much you trust yourself in the future. And if you are listening to this and feeling a bit uncomfortable about setting boundaries, 
send me a message on Instagram. If you guys want to hear an episode on boundaries, I am here for it all day long, but I need to know specifically what is going to help you. So definitely get in touch and I would be honored to support you. As a reminder, any podcast topics that you would like me to cover off will be done so anonymously and I will address any specific detail that you give me. Or alternatively, if you're thinking about getting some more personalized support, I have just opened my application process for one-to-one confidence coaching. Now, I work with women on a range of goals and challenges that they might have, but they all have one thing in common. They know they want more from their lives and they just want to get some guidance and mentorship to help them to achieve their goals, both inside and outside of work as well. So I would absolutely love to hear from you if this does apply to you. Thank you so much for listening and definitely tune in for next week's episode because we have a very interesting interview episode coming up. Have a great day. Thank you so much for listening to the Achieve With Me podcast. If you like what you heard, please do leave me a rating and a review. And if you're not already following me on Instagram, it's at Rachel Harriet Coaching. You can find me on there for daily tips and techniques about building your confidence and communication skills even further. Have a wonderful day.